0: So, today we're starting what will hopefully not be a very long-running series, but I'm familiar with the internet enough to know that it will probably go on longer than I want it to. Today, we're starting a series called Why We Can't Have Nice Things. And I'm starting, as you know, you should, by diving into the deep end. The Jedi teach children and that has ruffled a lot of feathers and gotten a lot of people to start asking Are the Jedi evil? There are a lot of things we could talk about with the Jedi, and in fact, at least the first three episodes in this series are going to be about that. And that's what I want to talk about on today's Project Shadow. I have something to say. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my latest book, Crucify My Love. Haven't mentioned that in a while. So, yeah, we're just diving into the deep end today, and yeah, I am not looking forward to how this is going to be received, but I am in a way, because I think that you all are smart enough to actually have a dialogue about uncomfortable things. But before we get into all that, if you haven't already, please take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithm to share this podcast with as many people as it can. And that helps out a lot because it builds the community. And the bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other, which is why I do this in the first place. All righty, so... (laughs) Why We Can't Have Nice Things, Jedi Edition, The Jedi Teach Children. (sighs) I want to start by saying that I am not going to just hand wave in this series and go, it's a fictional setting, just get over it. But it is a fictional setting. And so we have to actually start with the nature of the setting itself and the rules that apply to that setting. But before we get into all that, I do want to say that, for me at least, and I'm sure this is just my own liberal guilt coming out here, but I get really nervous when I hear a lot of the arguments along this line, because they come from a very Western mindset. And I'm not saying that that makes them necessarily wrong, but I've heard a lot of blanket condemnation of any culture that would take children away at a young age to educate them in a spiritual art. I don't know how many people who say that know about how a lot of Tibetan monks become monks, but Tenzin Gyatso, the current Dalai Lama, was found as a child and educated as a child to be the next Dalai Lama. That's kind of how Tibetan Buddhism works. And I'm not going to go into all of the nuances of how that actually comes about and how they find tulkus, the people that they believe are reincarnations of previous Lamas. And I'm not going to go into the education system that sees children in many Buddhist cultures go into the monastery for at least a period of time while they're young I'm not going to go into a lot of that. I'm just saying it makes me a little bit uncomfortable when people make blanket statements and pronouncements about how that practice is monstrous. Because I don't, while I am not 100% on board with it, and we'll talk about that when we get there, it is something that actually happens in the world. And we actually have real world people we can look at to see. How this affects them. So, and I don't know how many of those studies have been done. I honestly wanted this to be mostly about the Jedi and the fictional world of Star Wars because I don't think we can always apply our rationale and reason to a fictional setting. But I just wanted to bring that up as something that should at least come into consideration when people are making blanket pronouncements about cultures in a fictitious setting that kind of have real-world analogues. In fact, the whole idea that the Jedi teach children was probably George Lucas connecting the Jedi to a tradition similar to Tibetan Buddhism and other forms of Buddhism that do allow children to enter the monastery at a young age. I'm just saying. Okay, so let's actually get into the world of Star Wars. So a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away... There's a magical energy field called the force, and it's powerful, and it allows people to mind trick other people, and it allows people to, I don't know, choke people to death and throw people against the wall. And in this fictional setting, there are a group of space monks who go around and find children who are apt to use this power, who have access to it, because while everyone may have a little bit of access to it, those who can... Oh, I don't know, throw lightning out of their hands or choke somebody to death because they're mad at them are a minority and they find these children and carry them away. Okay, let's just stop there for a minute. If you lived in a world where there were magical powers that some people were just born connected to, that gave them the ability to, I don't know, manipulate and potentially kill and harm others. While they're going through their formative years, would you want them in school with people who didn't understand that and didn't know how to treat that? How to, How do you discipline a child that, if you yell at them, can force choke you till death? I mean, that's a very interesting question, isn't it? And one would assume that at least the teachers of some of these children would be able to block that force power so that they wouldn't get choked and killed themselves. So, how monstrous is it to take these children away from their parents? I mean, it's one thing to empathize with the children, and to say that this is what actually brought about Anakin becoming, well, let's just say the problematic character that he was. And you could even say that you can see hints of that in Young Ben Sky, young Ben Solo. But, really... Do you want these children just scattered around? I mean, some of them are going to be scattered around anyway, because the Jedi are not going to find all of them. So that's dangerous. And I'm not saying that these people need to be sequestered for the health and well-being of everyone else, but what what do you do here? Isn't creating Xavier's school for the gifted maybe a good idea Putting them around children that are like themselves so they don't feel ostracized. They don't give in to the binary dark side and become evil, monstrous people that force choke those who are mean with them. You know, kids can do terrible things to kids. We put a cute word on it and call it bullying, but kids can do really terrible things to other kids. Now imagine you're a kid who's being bullied who has force powers. Oh wait, we don't have to imagine that. There's the movie Carrie and Firestarter. And a lot of them, we we call those horror movies, where you have kids who have specialized powers who are then treated badly by those around them. And then one day they snap and there they are at the prom with the pig's blood raining down on them. And they decide to just kill everybody that's in the room because they should have treated the magic witch girl a lot nicer. Hmm. Yeah. And that's in a world where that's extremely rare. We don't know exactly how common being force sensitive to the point where you can force choke somebody or throw lightning is because, well, it's a fictional universe and it's as common as it needs to be for storytelling purposes. But having those kids go to a regular high school where there's a good chance that they might, you know, kill other people, even by accident, I mean, think about some of the stuff that Harry did by accident in the Harry Potter books. And he's just got access to low level hedge magic. I mean, the magic in Harry Potter doesn't really go into some of the things that the force does. And it's not as instinctive. I mean, I would have thought prior to the most recent movie, and I'm not going to, this isn't really a spoiler for the rise of Skywalker, but just be warned. It's a little thing that happens. It's not really the the way I'm talking about it is not plot oriented. But I would have thought somebody would have had to have trained to throw force lightning. In my mind, that's a power equivalent to what it was in Avatar The Last Airbender, where Aang, who masters firebending really easily, has a very hard time understanding how to deal with fire. I mean, with lightning. The same is true with Zuko, who is natural to firebending, but has a hard time learning how to control lightning. But no we see that somebody who can lose their sense of cool and uh, throw some force lightning. Imagine that happening in a high school. So what's safer for all the kids involved, the kids who might be corrupted into the dark side, because remember, this is a setting where the world does have a binary good and evil in it. We'll talk about that on a future episode. And, If bullied, could lash out and destroy many people around them by accident. Or learn that they have force powers and just take over the school. Take over the town. Hmm. Is it cruel to take them away to a specialized place where they can learn to control their abilities? Well, you might say no, but then we'll get into the next part of that in a moment. So, whether you agree with me or not, we've kind of established that we are existing in a setting where children have magical powers that can be quite dangerous if left to their own devices. Remember, the sequel trilogy really shows us how people can accidentally use a lot of these powers. Rey knows that force suggestion is a thing, the mind trick is a thing, and just tries it a couple times until she gets it right. So yeah, maybe it's not such a bad idea to take these kids and put them into a specialized place where they can learn to control it. Now, I can understand some people taking umbrage, especially if they had a bad or traumatic religious upbringing, with them being put into a religious context, such as the Jedi, where they take oaths that they're probably not familiar with. Well, yeah, but you can walk away from that See, I think people are taking this too seriously. Yeah, it can be ostracizing to have been a Jedi and not to be a Jedi anymore, but we see Ahsoka Tano just walk away from the Jedi Order, and they don't like hunt her down and kill her. She is allowed to leave. We actually see this with a few characters. Count Dooku was allowed to leave. He's a bad example because he left to become a Dark Lord of the Sith, but they didn't know that at the time. He just left to take up his title and his family again. Okay, So we actually have examples within canon of people being able to walk away from the oath. The thing is, once you walk away, it will be suspect for the rest of your life. Why did you break your vows? And yes, that can be a hard thing to put on somebody who's very young. But again, this is going into topics that we'll have to discuss later because it really delves into other things the idea of the Jedi binary, which is a huge part of the problem, the light side and the dark side, and whether there actually is a light side and a dark side, and again we'll talk about that. But on a future episode. But here we are in this world where the Jedi are, at least in canon, one of the only options out there. Now I know in Legends there were a lot of other schools and of force use, and we do see the Bindu being brought in and It's never made quite clear whether the Bendu is an individual or an order, though I I like to think that there's an order of Bendu, because I like to believe that there are Bendu all over the galaxy, because that character was so amazing. If you haven't watched Star Wars Rebels, watch Star Wars Rebels. But, hmm, what are our options? Given what exists in canon so far, most of our options here are either they go with the Jedi and learn to control themselves and use this power selflessly to help others, or they become a Sith and, you know, selfishly try to take over the galaxy and kill as many people that get in their way as possible. This is the setting that we have. It may not be the setting that we want or the setting that we think that we ought to have, and eventually we may see other schools get brought back into this. But as for now, these are the two options that we have available to us within the canon as I understand it. Now, there may be some other schools of the force that have been introduced in the comics. I'm not quite up to date in everything that happens in the comics. I read them on a six month delay. So if there is, please let me know. I would love to hear about them. But having said all that, what are our options? Like I said, there are only so many Jedi in the galaxy, and while while in Legends they had several training temples here, there, and yonder, when you think about how many habitable worlds there are and how many species there are, the idea that they would be able to sustain a training temple on every planet that has population is kind of hard to wrap your head around when you consider, well, there weren't really that many Jedi. So I don't know what the right answer here is, and that's kind of where I'm hoping that you're coming to in this. Yes, we can talk about the traumas of taking kids away from their parents and all of that, and yes, there's some valid psychology there that we could discuss. We could talk about the cultures that exist around the world where this is considered the norm and how things are done, at least have been for a long time, and take that into consideration if we want to. But again, that's not really important here. Because we have to take into effect the setting itself. And that, my friends, is why we can't have nice things. We are wanting to impose our morality and our sense of right and wrong, which does account for shades of gray, into a world where there's literally a binary power in the universe that has a light side and a dark side, and it flips like a coin. And if you're on the light side, you do good things. If you're on the dark side, you do terrible bad things. And at least so far in canon, we don't really see a middle ground. We can talk about Ahsoka Tano, and many people want to say that she became a Gray Jedi. Gray Jedi are not canon yet. She very clearly says that she's not a Jedi because she never finished her training. She was still a Padawan. She was never fully inducted as a knight, though she continued her training on her own. So, and of course, uh, that's a spoiler. I'm not going to do that one yet, but there is signs that at least the universe itself and the Living Force did think that she was a Jedi. Anywho, um, but having said all of that, this is the universe that we're dealing with. It's not ours, where we have a lot of shades of gray. There's not so much black and white. Star Wars, especially for the magic users, for those people who are actually Force ups, really have two choices. We have not seen any in between in canon. And maybe, eventually, we'll get there. Maybe some of those shades of grey will start to be introduced and we'll start to understand them more. But if you're living in a world where there are very powerful people who can bring life and take life at a whim, well, the idea that you would sequester these children and take them away from their families because, well, there more than likely isn't a temple on their home world where they can be trained and train them in a strict morality that teaches them to be detached so that they're not reliant on their emotions because, well, anger, jealousy, and hatred lead to the dark side, and the dark side turns you into Darth Vader and Kylo Ren and Emperor Palpatine and the like. And that's not a good thing. That's not how we want our children to grow up now, is it? I'm not saying that what the Jedi do is right by our morality, or that we should condone it because of something that exists in our world, but when we are judging a fictional setting, we have to take into effect the rules that apply there, and the very fact that we're living in a world with the binary power. There's white magic and dark magic. That's it. There's not gray magic. We don't see people who are just using the Force to make cookies. Though, I personally would read that comic strip, or watch that movie, because I think that would be hilariously amazing. But, I'm not working at LucasArts, or LucasFilm, and that's probably why. Well, that and they have no idea who I am. But, when you're faced with whether this child is going to grow up, and try to become a dark lord of the galaxy, and kill as many people as he can to get into that power place, or... Maybe learn how to center themselves, find the calm route, and... Yeah, maybe not be such a tyrant. I don't see what other option exists within the setting, within canon. And I'm restricting to canon, because if we're talking about what goes on in Legends, there are a lot of options. And Legends explored a lot of those, and maybe eventually those will come back into the story, but they aren't there now. So yeah... Are the Jedi evil because they take children away from their families and teach them how to be space wizards? Well, I really can't say that, not given the setting that we have. Because I can't really apply my my personal morality, which has many shades of grey in it, to a setting where, well, there are literal space wizards who are either good or evil, and generally not anything in between, And we see that with various characters that we flip a switch on. Darth Vader decides to save his son one day, and he suddenly got a Force ghost standing around with Yoda and Ben like nothing ever happened. All those years of terrible things didn't happen because he saved his son and killed the Emperor, kinda-ish. Yeah, that's the setting we have. For better or worse... And our judgments need to exist within it, because context is so important. And we forget context at our own peril. So, are the Jedi evil for taking kids away from their families and training them to be space wizards? No, not in the setting that we're given. Because, well, judging by those rules, I really want them at Professor Xavier's School for the Gifted, even if that is a dangerous place for them to be, because it's better than having them become bullies and tyrants and bringing horror to the galaxy. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast and whatever app you're listening to us on. It really does help out a lot. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear me explore on the show, especially if you have any opinions about what I said in this episode, in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. If you'd rather hit me up on social media, I am C Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can find links to everything that I do at projectshadow.com. If you have a dollar that you can pass my way, it really would help out a lot. It makes the podcast work a lot smoother and it helps me, you know, pay bills. And I like doing that for odd reasons that are foisted upon me in this capitalist society. So thank you to everybody who already does that. In the show notes, you'll find a link to both my Patreon and listener support. It helps out more than you will possibly know. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, then all you have to do is tell a friend. (laughs) Spread the word. Help me grow the fan community. That would help out so much because, you know, the more people that listen, that whole community thing, I really do mean that. Thank you to everyone who's helped out so much over the last year. You mean the world to me. Alrighty, I think that's it for me today. I hope you liked this new series. I have a couple more planned. It's going to be a Thursday thing, so look out for that. Until next time, don't forget to have the fun. Bye.